everyone, welcome to Along the Forest Apps Road, live from Clemson, South Carolina. And uh, Tim Ard here. Hope to uh, pick up a few people tonight. We do have, I think, a little bit better stream going on. I was able to... to get the MiFi set up and have um, uh, close to close to a decent signal tonight so hopefully that works out I hope that um, the sound and everything is coming through good and we'll be able to uh, chat a little bit as soon as some some people pick up on things but it's going uh, going pretty good this week we've been out um, we left out uh, Sunday today we were in um, in Abbeville South Carolina with um, power company and uh, Little River EMC and we had a, a great time with them today it was kind of a one-day demonstration and some of the guys had gone through before and so uh, they had several new people that they wanted to kind of get in the program so uh, we we set up with them to go by there and did inside session and went out uh, along one of their their power lines and um, and worked on a, a dead pine tree that was out there. The guys really enjoyed it. A lot of them never really um, seen a bore cut, hadn't seen a, a uh, open faced notch, and so it was it was something that uh, I think there was there was uh, twelve of them, and and there was only like three of them that ever even seen that before. So it worked out really good. They were they were absolutely amazed when it came down to to seeing the pine tree. Went right on target. Luckily on this one and the top was really brittle it uh, came down so they were able to see how the open face would would actually keep it from uh, from breaking apart because you know you got a face notch uh, what they call common or standard about 45 degrees cut back into the tree pretty deep when that when that goes over and that face notch closes if it's a 45 degree opening on the notch it's halfway to the ground when it breaks and so when that thing breaks it creates a lot of shaking in the top and it's very easy for the tree to snap backwards or to uh, go off target so important to to think through that but it um also uh, they were a little bit amazed i, I took throw line and and put up about uh, two-thirds up in the tree and i could use just my wrist and shake that top about a foot you know and, and a lot of people don't realize how much pressure can be put on with the line and if you don't have the hinge set up at the uh, base, uh, you're kind of stretching, like in that tree, about 13 inches of solid pine. And so it gives a lot of resistance against it. And you can snap the top out pretty easy. So uh, I showed them that once you set that hinge up, uh, I was using a wedge, but setting that hinge up, and it, it offered quite a lot of uh, uh, ability to move it in the top, but it, it, didn't, it didn't flex it. It more or less uh, as I even drove the wedge there wasn't any shaking every time I tapped the wedge it went forward so a lot of people don't don't uh, don't realize you know exactly what uh, what a hinge and and all can do for you but that face notch is is so important does that sound good Laura everything sounded good looking good I see you've logged on hopefully so
So you're not you're not getting a clear picture. So hopefully I'll you know, catch up with you. I know it's there seems to be about a 30 second uh, lag time. So as long as it sounds good, we're in pretty good shape. I'm I'm usually fuzzy anyway. But we haven't uh, picked up anybody else on the chat that I see yet, so we'll see. Kind of hang on here a little while. But um, one of the things that I was working on the end of the week, uh, last week in Crawford, Georgia, and I put up a, a video, I think, Saturday or Sunday on it. Uh, we had a, a large maple tree, not really large, but it was about 22 inches, 21 inches across. And uh, the top was starting to rot on the lake side it was right next to a lake pavilion to the other side of it and the um, the lake side you could see where the the rot was going up the the uh, maple and there was already a limb that had picked up some moisture over the years and i guess the wind uh, last week uh, basically broke that limb out and it was a long one heading back over towards the lake. And then the other side trunk was a long uh, limb structure going out over the pavilion. But it was, I don't know, probably 35, 40 feet above the pavilion. Well, we, we put together a plan. It was raining like crazy, so I didn't get a whole lot of video. I got it. I set it back up and got it when it was falling. But uh, we, we put together a plan on it, put out a target. And uh, we all worked together to put the plan together. And the guys really, really picked up a lot. Um, they had never used a hinge before either. You know, it's, it's amazing to me that um, people are kind of not uh, ever exposed to what a notch and a hinge can do in control of the tree. Most everybody just kind of puts a, a big notch or undercut in there and then they just start cutting from the back to see what happens. And oftentimes, you know, you can be very accurate that way, but uh, in issues where you've got a lot of weights uh, and you need a specific target, it makes it a lot better to be able to set that up with a hinge that's going to steer it to where you need it to go. So it's um, pretty neat. But anyway, you can, you can see the video of it. Um, of it falling I think and it was pretty much right on target but it was there was so much mud out there the lake had overflowed with all the rainwater this past couple weeks and they needed it down so uh, we tried to lay it onto a little pile there that that hopefully was going to kind of keep it out of the wet but it didn't do it it was it splattered like crazy so anyhow that's uh that's the next uh Thing to kind of look at there and I did a little bit of bucking I didn't get any video of it but there was a on the limb that was kind of big enough off the ground we used some notches and hinges on that and the guys were absolutely amazed how it uh, how it was able to lower down the the trunk and the limbs and all so kind of the uh, process last last Friday in Crawford Georgia and it took me I guess uh, probably about five hours to get home on a about a three-hour drive uh, traffic around Atlanta on Friday is unbelievable and I had to go uh, and get caught up in all of it so it was kind of kind of a tricky situation but it um, we made it home about uh, I guess uh, 7 7 30 something like that 
we had uh, Saturday to get packed up and, and Sunday headed back up this way. And uh, like I say, today we were uh, in Abbeville, South Carolina. Tonight now we've made it to Clemson University. We're doing a program for the LTAP uh, here in, in, uh, on the Clemson campus. And then we'll be heading out to uh, Eastover, South Carolina to the DNR uh, shooting facility down there. We've got a, a two-day program. We got hands-on on Thursday. And so uh, classroom, I think, Wednesday, and then the group will be going out for hands-on on, on Thursday on site there. And that's gonna be a good one. Weather should be uh, hopefully clearing up by then. It was kinda, kinda wet this morning, and everything was really damp this afternoon, but ended up pretty good. But, um, then Friday, we're going to be in Columbia, South Carolina, at the uh, South Carolina Cooperative uh, Statewide. And so uh, uh, Justin Tedder there and, and his group will be doing inside presentation, mostly a demonstration, but inside presentation, then going out after lunch to a tree and, and taking it down. So um, I'm looking forward to that for Friday. Then uh, back home, and then we head out uh, down to uh, Wikiwachi, uh, Florida. We'll be down there uh, with uh, Southwest Florida Water Management doing a three-day program. And then um, the Saturday, I think it's the 19th, if that's correct. I believe it's the 19th. Let me check here. Um, on... Uh, Saturday, yeah, the 19th, we're going to be in Brooksville, Florida, and we're going to be doing a, a, a workshop for Amsler's Saw. And Amsler's does a great job getting uh, people together and uh, every, everything they sell throughout the year, especially chainsaw-wise, they uh, offer a coupon to the customers. And every January or February, we're down there, usually working with Southwest Florida, Florida Water Management, and we're uh, set up on a Saturday to do the, the demonstration for them. And so we'll be there from, I think, uh, about 8 o'clock until about noon. And then we go back to Amsler's shop. And they, they usually have a, uh, some type of a big feed. So uh, uh, having uh, some type of meal set up for everybody. And, uh, I don't know, they may, they may do it out. I think that the program is going to be held at uh, Enon Baptist Church outside of Brooksville. I think the pavilion there is where they're setting up. But usually we go back to their shop for, um, for Saturday afternoon after we finish up. So it's, it's a great day every year. And they usually have 45 or 50 people there and, and uh, good questions, good group to work with. And most of the time we'll have their um, up above the... the um, cemetery across the road from the church they have they have a, a good good bit of hardwood up through there so we usually take down one and they use it for firewood for the pavilion and stuff for the year so anyway looking looking forward to that and be able to uh, meet a, a lot of folks i see every year down there but also uh, hopefully some new ones so if you happen to see this uh, if you're in that area around Brooksville, Florida, I hope to see you there. Everybody is welcome at Amsler's, and they always have enough food for everybody, so uh, don't, uh, 
don't fret about uh, staying for lunch either. So anyway, that's uh, kind of the program for the next couple weeks, and uh, it's a pretty packed, packed schedule for the whole first half of the year, and it's it's already somewhat filled up for the second half too. So we're going to be doing a lot of a lot of presentations this year. So looking forward to that. I'm going to take just a little break and I'll be uh, back in just a minute. I'm trying to get the iPad here set up so we can take and look at um, kind of uh, drawing some different pictures here, kind of a chalkboard type situation, discuss some things of, of horizontal trees shortly. So I'll be back in, uh, in just a few minutes. It is a, a situation of looking for hazards, side to side, up and down, back and forward movement. And so that's the, uh, the next thing that we kind of look for there. And so uh, I've got a, a little drawing that I use in a lot of the classes. Let's see if I can get it up here on the, on the iPad for you. And it was really great to be able to... Uh, to have everybody see how that thing just lowered right down to the ground under control with the hinge and the notch. So very important to, uh, to consider that. And uh, now the next, next one that, that I have here to, to do is the... Uh, ...to the original one is root bald. And so uh, I put a, a notch here. Let me make one more copy of this. And uh, I took and uh, we cut cut a notch here on the compression side, and so you always want to start on the compression side. I did a down cut, leaving a hinge, and more or less this went back to its original position, and so that hinge and notch enables very little uh, resistance as it goes back to its position but you do have control from side to side and then uh, then the next one was cutting somewhere let's say right here and so if you if you look at this and same thing the compression is on the bottom it's up in the air so you know the weight of that logs coming down so you basically can notch here and then down cut when this end touches the ground then you can basically cut your hinge off of it and it drops nice and well sometimes heavy but it drops without rolling side to side so that's a pretty pretty good use of notches and hinges just like in in felling a tree and then uh, the supporting limb and this is something where most people say well I want to leave that limb there to support so it doesn't uh, uh, you know get down to the dirt well if that thing's up four feet what you can do is you can notch here and back cut, notch again, back cut, allow it to come down in like one or two foot intervals and it makes it really good uh, in slow motion to be able to lower all of that weight down and, and have great, uh, great control. And so that's a, that's a pretty neat system to use. And then uh, bring it up here to where it's ground level again. Change the elevation here in just a bit work on to here I would take and, and think about my compression side is here on the right side of the limb and right in through here I want to take it off right where it attaches 
uh, to the trunk. So I'm going to think about cut compression side first again. I take put a notch into here and put the back cut, allow it to go down. Or I could even take and uh, and notch it sideways. So if I wanted this out of my way, then I could take and and face notch the other side and just back cut that just like felling a tree. And you know a lot of people don't realize sometimes on good sized trees it's it's just like felling a tree to take uh, limbs off of it. So uh, very important that we think about that. Using a notch and a hinge can control that. If you use just a straight kerf, then more or less those kerfs close and pressure has to go somewhere. So very important to, uh, to think how that works. And now we've got kind of a split. Let, let's say this is kind of up against another tree over here or up against the bank. And uh, so compression on now on these two is going to be on the top side. So you start to look here, you'd, you'd slide notch on, your, on the top, slide notch on the top here, undercut, undercut, and just allow that to hinge right down to the ground. And same thing you'd have if it was just a log there. You know, if it was supported here and there and you were going to cut back here somewhere, is if you put a straight kerf in, it doesn't move very far to that that three-eighths kerf closes and now you've got pressure of twist and and it can grab your saw very quickly still always cutting the compression side first but then uh, when you cut down from the top that kerf's going to close pressure's got to go somewhere so what do you do well in this case uh, well actually i was backwards on that because i would cut the compression side first which means i'm going to take this top side and more or less, I'm going to put a notch into here and then undercut and allow allow this to uh, to come down. And uh, so the notch will be here. So when I when I undercut it, that allows everything to fold there. So very nice to uh, to be able to lower a big heavy trunk down. And what I was saying, uh, Aaron, on on that was last week I had a big sweet gum. Uh, gentleman had failed. I, I just put out a video on it. You can see it on the end of that. And it um, it hung up on a pine tree, and then uh, what what happened is I um, I had to cut it down. It was it was over uh, a stump up in the air, probably uh, the end of it was probably six and a half feet up, but where the stump was was about three feet. And I put put a notch underneath it, nice open face notch. Started down from the top. And that thing just lowered itself right down to the ground. The guys were just totally amazed. But I do it all the time. I mean, it's, it's something where once you understand what hinges and notches can do with horizontal stuff, it is absolutely amazing. And so uh, thinking through that, that process, the, the first thing that, that we uh, you know, kind of look at when we're, we're looking at, at bucking something up like that is... Uh, First of all, any any hazards that, that might be overhead or it could be something that's on the ground. And then the next thing we look for is any side movement. And you always have to uh, anticipate side to side, whether it, whether it be uh, uh, side pressures from the, the pieces behind something or over something, or whether it be it could roll down a bank or whatever. And then the, the next thing we have to look for is up and down. And in that case, it, it could be, um, you know, supported over a stump or a ravine or ditch or something. And if you have more weight on the other side of it, then you have the possibility of it, it lifting as you start to cut. 
and if you have it supported on two ends like on this let's say there was something supporting here and something supporting here then your compression sides on top and so you got to figure out it's it's going to go down at this point if we were to take and move you know the uh, the pivot let's say to here and we take this one out and so we've got more weight on this side as you as you start to look your compression is going to be on the bottom and more or less you start to cut and what's going to happen is this is going to lift so um, you know how much is going to lift has to be with how much distance you have past the fulcrum whatever is uh, holding it up so you have to kind of be able to read that up and down movement and then uh, the fourth one is back and forward and that's that is the the toughest one to uh, to actually figure out sometimes because uh, you could have the back pressure from the limbs and canopy up against something or you could end up uh, you know with with something sliding down uh, an area so you always want to make sure that you look for that and then you have the 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 cut itself and that's that's looking at uh, discovering whether you could do it with a notch and a hinge or you need to have a uh, you know some type of a uh, offset cut and offsets are used a lot with the cities and counties because you can you can use that a lot of people call break cut or snap cut you can do that on a log or a limb that's horizontal and you can take and be able to uh, cut your compression side then your tension side put anywhere from two to five inches or even more in some cases if you got a piece of equipment coming and all you do then you, you don't have to worry about getting stuck you touch it with the machine it pops apart and so it can make uh, cleanup work really really fast so a lot of different things to uh, to think through so that's kind of a little bit on uh, on horizontal stuff here any questions tonight Aaron you still out there I'm sorry I left that uh, mic off I, I had built the thing here on the OBS for the uh, put the iPad on there and I got the sound going and I turned it off so it didn't bleed over in the other because I'm using the camera microphone for it but um, we're kind of on the on the road this week we're I was going over it a while ago we're in Clemson South Carolina now we've got a demonstration here at the university with the LTAP program tomorrow then we're going down got a two-day down in uh, Eastover South Carolina so we're out and about and uh, weather's starting to clear up a little bit it's supposed to be uh, starting to warm up some down here this week so looking forward to that did you get a big snow yesterday or the day before I think it was heading your way up that way wasn't it hey Wayne Rowland good to have you drop by there's a lot of stuff you know I, a lot of what I do with the, the training nowadays especially all the city and county stuff and and uh, power companies uh, is is looking at uh, you know the compressions and tensions and trying to keep people from getting stuck so it's uh, it's kind of kind of neat looking at the planning process there Aaron on uh, the tongue groove um, we use that all the time on on horizontal stuff I thought you were talking about in the felling 
Oh yeah, I think you are. Okay, I, I understand her now. I think you you were just explaining that. But um, yeah, the 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 tongue and groove. Um, when you think about horizontal stuff, is more or less uh, you've got the log and you can take and bore through then go to one side or the other and you offset let me change this over and you offset here and so what happens is the bore cuts here in the middle you cut your compression side first then the tension side and what it gives you is a tongue in a groove joint that uh, when the equipment or you break it apart then it can twist but until that it's kind of kind of locked and you can offset it uh, you know five or six inches in in some cases and be able to uh, and be able to to really make it stable especially for storm stuff like you got something that's up high and you got maybe gonna break it with a rope or cable or something or you got a piece of equipment coming you can set that up it's not going to twist you can pop it right apart so uh, you said, uh, will a notch cut on a horizontal cut keep a tree from rolling? Are you, are you saying a, a down tree? Is that what you're saying, Wayne? That you uh, you place a notch and that would keep it from twisting? And that is true. I use uh, notches and hinges for a lot of the horizontal stuff and hung trees. Uh, to be able to keep them from twisting so it, it lowers in the specific direction that you've got it notched and works just like felling basically it'll it'll steer it right to the ground the way you want it to go and it won't unless you unless you cut the hinge off of it uh, behind the notch it, it's going to go all the way down to the earth so uh, it keeps it from twisting on the way Oh yeah, blown down tree. There's so much time lag here, so I don't know. You'll probably catch up with my conversation here in a minute. Yeah, on a on a blow down or a hung tree, you can use that uh, notch and a hinge and and have as long as it's pretty decent fiber, you can have pretty good control over it down to the ground. So it works works really super. If you look, I've got uh, a couple videos out there on. Uh, on hung trees and you can see how it works on that and I think um, I think one I did just week before last in Mississippi there was uh, showing a uh, using the notch in the hinge slide notch I call it uh, to to let a, a log down so so Oklahoma City is well represented tonight huh and you, you said Aaron I, I missed that one message you had to uh, some snow came in on Thursday. Snowed in last Thursday and Friday, huh? So it's melting now, huh? Oh, it was it was cold in Georgia when we got home. And we got just a little dusting first of last week, I guess. But it didn't didn't last long. How does the uh the iPad drawings work? I know my I don't have much setup. I'm not on a desk. I'm back here in the RV. <laughs> On the on the bed, trying to uh, to draw stuff and all, but uh, I guess the uh, the picture shows up okay doing the drawings on the iPad. So I plan to use that a lot in some of the 
the classes. I want to um, to be able to uh, start off these lives with a little bit of presentation on different topics. So if you have if you have some different uh, ideas that that you would like covered, and I can even I can even add uh, videos in with this stuff, so uh, it can help to to illustrate. And so as we as we hold the lives, we can be able to um, to really get the information, you know, to where it answers your questions completely. So I was hoping they showed up big enough because they seem to do pretty good on my monitor here. So I was hoping they're big enough so you can really see it. Now uh, I'll I'll be better at it once I <laughs> once I have the uh, the drawing my iPad on a solid surface here. I've got wires running all over the bed here trying to, to hook up the cameras and the, and the iPad. But uh, trying to keep up with the technology. And I, I've, I've got a MiFi system. The other day, uh, I guess it was Saturday, Saturday night, I tried to do a live from the house and I guess there was just no bandwidth left. I mean, it was, it was like everybody and their brother and sister must have been on the, on the uh, internet and I, I couldn't get enough bandwidth to even get started on a on a live stream so it was pretty good hello Wayne Griswold how are you good evening to you I'm uh, Wayne I'm in uh, in Clemson South Carolina tonight we're at the Clemson University we've got a presentation uh, here tomorrow and then we go down to Eastover South Carolina we were in uh, uh, Abbeville, South Carolina today with um, Little River EMC, Little River Power. And uh, we're here at Clemson tonight and uh, then uh, presentation here tomorrow, then down to Eastover, South Carolina for a two-day hands-on, then Columbia for the, um, the South Carolina Electrical Statewide. So we're doing, doing a presentation there on Friday outside of Columbia. But you're in Tucson, Arizona, so I don't guess, did you Did you get, y'all had some cold weather the past couple weeks down there, didn't you? When I say cold, it was probably probably down to 50 or something, huh? <laughs> probably wasn't real cold. But I tried to do a live Saturday night, I was saying, and, and couldn't get enough bandwidth, and I've got a MiFi, and so I've got, here at Clemson, i got 5G. So, um, looks like about uh, five, five bars of 5G. So hopefully it's, it's coming across pretty clear out there. I don't know. You got 28 in Tucson. I guess it does get kind of cold out there in the mornings. I've been out there uh, around Flagstaff area and out through there, top of the rim, Grand Canyon, working with Forest Service and the, um, what was it? It was the uh, Kaibab. Kaibab Indian Reservation out there. I did some with Kaibab Industries and on the Indian Reservation years ago out there. And I think I like to froze to death. There was some snow and stuff on that upper edge there out from Flagstaff that year. And that was in uh, late spring, I guess. So it got, got cold air later on that year. But definitely 28 in Tucson is cold. So, let's see here. You know, take a peek. All right. I was going longer than I thought there. And my uh, 
laptop was fixing to shut off. So it says, do you prefer, from Wayne Griswold, do you prefer the auto carbs or the original carbs? I've, I've got, I've got both. I've got, um, I've got a 576 with, um, with adjustable older, older one. I've got, a have got the uh, 362 steel with adjustable carbon, and I've got a 362C with the with the Mtronic. I tell you that the Mtronics and the Auto Tunes to me are are hard to beat. I mean, it it gives you a lot of, of width on the power band. Seems like, and uh, you know, with a, a regular adjustable carb, it doesn't seem to be as wide. It'll It'll drop off uh, a little bit quicker, you know, under under load, or um, takes a little longer on pickup. Also, I've, I've been very pleased with the Mtronics and the Auto Tunes, but uh, you know, I, I I still have to I still carry one 362 with I don't carry the 576 around much, but I do I do carry the 362 with the tunable carb. Uh, because I, I, you know, I do a lot with the cities and towns and different people that that have older units. So I, I try to uh, talk to them about adjustments on there. So I do, uh, I do have both. We used to be in the training. Every place I went, we we discussed carburetor adjustments quite a lot, and we did today. You know, it's um, I was with the Little River Power because it's uh, something to where the, um, it seems like the carbs that the guys are using aren't adjusted properly. Um, they pick it up from a dealer and the dealers try to do the best they can, but when they get to a different location or change fuels a little bit, stuff like that, or don't keep the air filters clean, and next thing you know, the adjustments are off, so. But anyhow, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get off here. This battery's not not charging up, and it's about to die. So uh, I will I will uh, call it back maybe a Thursday evening or something. I'll, I'll put something out on the community chat and, and let you know. And I uh, appreciate y'all. Hopefully, uh, spread around to get people to uh, to uh, subscribe on here and, and uh, also check out some of the old videos because there's a lot of a lot of information out there. We'll keep on pumping them out. So, thank you very much for coming by and uh, uh, wish y'all a good sawing. We'll talk to you later. Good night.